inspired by the most logical race in the galaxy, the Vulcans, breeding will be permitted once every seven years. For many of you, this will mean much less breeding. For me, much, much more. You cannot do that, sir! You don't have the power! <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I must apologize. This man does not speak for the Council of Alphas. We hold you sub-omeguloids in the highest regard. When are we going to get to my broccoli juice program? Quit butting in, please. Your IQ is a mere 155, while mine is a muscular 170. I am smart. Much smarter than you. Hibbert! You should all do what I say. My IQ is 199 for crying out loud. 198, 197. Big deal. My IQ is 280. Whoa! Stephen Hawking! The world's smartest man! What are you doing here? I wanted to see your utopia. But now I see it as more of a fruit-topia. <laughs> I'm sure what Dr. Hawking means is... Silence. I don't need anyone to talk for me, except this voice box. You have clearly been corrupted by power. For shame. Larry Flint is right! You guys stink! I don't know which is a bigger disappointment. My failure to formulate a unified field theory, or you... I don't like your tone. If you are looking for trouble... You found it. Yeah, just try me, you... Oh! That was our opening! Come on, you idiots! We're taking back this town! Yeah, let's make litter out of these litterati! That's too clever, you're one of them! Four-finger discount, dude! Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we are here to review the second last episode of season ten, which is second last episode of all time. Episode, yeah. which is fun. Penultimate's a good word. Just before we started recording, Dando said, "All right, we've got one hour of recording time," mm. and I instantly went, "Oh no!" Because I've, like, right off the top, I've got a, a useless time-wasting story. But you know, I guess this is one of those episodes where you could probably fit a few of those stories in. Okay, not good. a great deal happened, but um, we're here, yeah, to review. They saved Lisa's brain, mm-hmm. an episode that I. Not that I never enjoyed it, but I never really thought much of it. And to be honest, it was fine. It, it, it was had, yeah. its, had its moments. But I it, thought it was funny. It didn't in any way bother me. It was just there, mm. really. There's um. Oh, there was one thing that was raised. We'll come to that though. Let, let's get annoying oh, the, story. The emails. And yeah, whatnot, yeah, yeah. yeah. But let's get it. Let's get time wasting, pointless story out of the way first, because it's not a very long story. But it'll just. I, I don't, yeah, it's easy. I'd rather derail the show before the show was even started. Okay. To set the scene, uh, describe what I'm wearing right now. Uh, white jacket and white pants? Yes, exactly. Right. So shirt. I put white pants on in the morning and then it was a little bit chilly and I opened my boot and I had my white jacket. Normally, I don't pair the two together, but I thought, what the hell? And then I had visions of the um, uh, the hitman from The Untouchables. I was like walking into town, walking into work, feeling like an absolute boss. Uh, then on the way out, um, I just had one person say, "It like, you're very white today. And I had one of those things where my brain like exploded with none of these are hilarious, but I had like four or five different punchlines that I wanted to try and trot out. And obviously you can't do that unless you have a podcast and you can take some time. So Dando, please feed me the line, you're very white today, and we'll roll through the alternatives. Can I change the tone every time? Yes, please do. Hmm, you're very white today. Yes, I'm not allowed within 10 meters of soup. Fuck. You're white today, aren't you? I'm cosplaying as a chess piece. What's with the white? <laughs> <laughs> That one doesn't Can I work. change dialogue? No. 
<laughs> no, these are all very specific for your very white today. Oh, well, uh, no. So, what's with the white could work. Clan rally, five o'clock. You're so white today. Oh, I've forgotten. What's the other one? <laughs> Hold on. Derailed. <laughs> no, no, no. The other one was, the other one was solid. Um, you're very white today. Oh, yeah. No, um, do it again. You're very white today. <laughs> you should see me dance. You happy? Yeah, it was like Fallout 4. It was like I had a, a dialogue options tree. <laughs> I was like, which way do I go? <laughs> and you said I, nothing. What did you actually say to No, me? I went with you should see me dance. Because you walked in, you're very white. And I was like, maybe he didn't realize how white he is. I won't comment on it. I'll, <laughs> no. let, I'll let him bring it up. No, <laughs> and, you, and then he didn't bring it up. I was like, maybe he didn't mean it. <laughs> I meant it. And I'm loving every minute of it. Um, alrighty, so yeah, Stabless is Brain. It's a fine episode. You said you enjoyed it. Like, oh, I didn't not enjoy it. It was just there to me. Yeah, well, for me, it was one that um, I hadn't seen for a while, but I th- maybe because the humour revolved largely around um, intelligent people and their own hubris, I kind of enjoyed the, the... They were punching up for the most part in the comedy of this episode. They weren't picking... Like, it'd be one thing to make an episode that makes fun of the dumbest people of Springfield, but to make fun of the smartest people of Springfield is a nice little twist. I did but- like the story where they... When they got power, they couldn't work as a team because mm. they all had their own sort of motives on how they wanted the city to yeah, be run. Yeah, yeah exactly. But when they didn't focus enough on that, I don't think, because there was that one little bicker they had in a meeting and, and then it. by the end, they were just all falling apart. And I was like, oh, I wish there was more focus on the build-up to that moment. Yeah, you don't see a lot of the progression. It no. just kind of happens. But yeah. I still kind of believe where it ended up, though, because when you get a room full of people that all think they're the smartest person in the room, then... That's that's exactly what's going to happen. They're all going to think that their idea is the best idea. And it's like when you put a comedian, five comedians in a room together, who all want to be the funniest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if you're not trying to go, well, how do we be the funniest as a team, as opposed to just, well, how do I make sure I get all the best lines in because I'm funnier than any of you? Yeah, um, which is how this podcast tends to work. <laughs> um, um, and that's so. That's the exact sort of line that the guy who wrote into the mailbag last week would be like, "Fuck this guy off." <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he was meaning to. Like, it's just literally, if he could say anything, it was just get rid of this fucking pompous wanker. Yeah, I think it's exactly what he said. <laughs> he did say pompous. I actually want to thank that guy because I've been walking around for the last week with uh, Monty Python and the Meaning of Life in my head. Just the scene where death comes to visit mm. them. And like the... Um, has it bothered you all week, has it? No, it hasn't bothered me. But, but you've been thinking about no, it. No, I've, I've very quickly moved on to... <laughs> it's that word pompous. And it's the line where um, I think the guy's like, oh, darling, you didn't buy the canned salmon, did you? Oh, I'm frightfully embarrassed. And death cuts in with the... Like, shut up. And just, Americans, you're all so fucking pompous. None of you have any balls. And I've just been walking around with that in my head all week because of that little bit of criticism. I wonder if that guy... If he's up to date, he must be up to date with the podcast, whether it's an old podcast. I wonder if he actually writes back. Oh, well, you'll have to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you through the screenshots. You still have access to the the, uh, mailbag anyway, if you wanted to. Uh, Check every day. If if I want to. (laughs) I assume you'd be changing the passwords. It's like changing the locks. No, not at all. We'll no longer be on the, um, like, uh, I'm going to be reduced to having to knock to come into the house. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be like an analyst on the Facebook page. Yeah. (laughs) Not an admin anymore. (laughs) Um, but Homer story. Oh, actually, is what, sorry. This was uh, uh, no. I just remember back to like my overall thoughts of this episode. The only thing that I wrote down was, "Oh, it's the Mensa one." Yeah, <laughs> it was like I'd started it going because they they saved Lisa's brain doesn't really correlate to the episode. Uh, so 
without having looked up anything or without really remembering, I was like, I don't know what this is. And then rolled credits and then almost instantly I was like, oh, it's that one. Well, Mensa doesn't come into it until at least the second act. Mm. It starts off with the gross out contest. Yeah, but I kind of knew where it was headed oh, from okay. that point. Yeah. yeah, it just like it, it jogged my memory. I completely forgot about the Homer that the Homer f- photography um storyline within this episode. Yeah, I do like that storyline yeah. too. That that plays out really really well. Because like I, it, never, I never understood why she had to take the photos at his house. Isn't she professional? Wouldn't she have a studio? Um, then you have to go to someone's house and set up the studio. Set up the studio every there. single time. Yeah, she's cutting costs, I suppose, though, by not having to rent her own space. Just time you, just get a, you just get a few props in a van. Yeah, yeah. maybe. But it, it's a how, did, how did you do it when you were do, when you were doing boudoir photography? Do we have to get into that on this like, podcast? Uh, no, I'll just. I hope that that's why this isn't called the boys' room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just I, I thought that story was entertaining. It just I don't know. There was it was like they wanted to create this story that like there's one point where Homer says, "Are you sure this will save our marriage?" I'm like, when when was your marriage in trouble? Like that was a they don't bring it up. Yeah, that was a slightly. Um, I'm sure I do. I remember that line jumping out at me when it happened. I was sort of like, "Oh, is there a story here that they've cut out or something?" Yeah, I well, I just wondered if maybe it was more that just a general comment that that would often be. How many people are doing boudoir photography that are in a rock solid relationship? Like, how many people would be using this as a as a desperate swing to try to rekindle something that was missing. Is that is that still a thing? Do people still get photos taken of themselves for their oh, spouse? Um, it's a, well, I have no idea. Because we just have our own phones here. Just take dick pics, right? Well, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Just, I mean, but your wife might do something different. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was an entertaining story. Uh, yeah, you, like it... Um, it I thought that it was played perfectly believably with Homer's combination of uh, embarrassment, but then also once they're actually done, kind of takes ownership of it. Like he's not afraid to show Marge afterwards. It's just that he doesn't want anyone else to know about it. Yeah. I loved the pulling the blinds down before making the phone call and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was pretty cute. I loved Marge's line. I was, like, I was going to get some. No, you weren't. <laughs> I was going to score. <laughs> I think Marge has ever felt more real than that moment. No. What was your favourite moment? Uh, I've got three okay. um, that I really found. So, do you want to tell me yours first now, so I don't steal your thunder? Mine you won't know because you walked in and said, I didn't see the last minute of the episode. Oh, mine so comes from the last minute. The end. So, okay, Homer perfect. pretending to do Stephen Hawking's voice, mm. trying to get him to pay the bill, is yep. really, really funny. So, okay. watch that when you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so my three, is it a pie or a quiche? It's a pie. It's a pie. You may come in. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Homer put sl- Homer very slowly putting the pieces together using the dictionary of boudoir photography. <laughs> like looks up boudoir, mm, and then looks back. up photography. Oh, and then back to boudoir. Of so course. so good. <laughs> um, and and finally, Matt Quimby's exit. Just perfection. Oh yeah, I know. shredding documents, Straight shredding out. the shredder out on a horse into a like Hercules jet horse parachutes away. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! That's how I plan on leaving here next week. I thought the um there was going to be something that's going to happen to the horse. You see it sort of starting to go down, but mm. then that disappears. So I was a little bit distant there because Nicholas just sent me a screenshot. So people Bo- are boudoir photography. People are in a panic over the coronavirus. Oh yeah, she's yeah, at the yeah. supermarket yeah. right now. Um, people just beating her up for toilet paper. So the f- oh, that was my sixth punchline. What's that? Why so much? Why yeah. I was panic buying. 
Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so the fridges are all broken because there's so many people trying to get ice cream and everything out of it. They left the doors open. <laughs> ice cream? Yeah. Come on. And there's okay, so hold on a second. Let's just uh, set the scene a little bit. So Australia, and I mean Geelong has got one guy with a suspected case of coronavirus. He's just come into hospital. So that, like, I think the the mass panic is starting to slowly filter its way down here, and obviously social media is doing it. Yeah. You, you go, oh, they're buying toilet paper overseas. Oh my god, people are going to buy a toilet paper here. I better go buy the toilet paper, and it's self perpetuating chaos. But the thing is, toilet paper, I can slightly understand. Who's gone? Uh oh. We might be quarantined. There might be a virus. I better go fucking make sure I've got some of the Neapolitan in the fridge <laughs> stocked up for the next two weeks. So the fridges are all broken now at the supermarket and Nicholas said there's completely no toilet roll at the supermarket. She's been to two supermarkets. Uh, so you know what's troubling about this is I'm legitimately down to our last roll in the house. Yeah, so are we. We've got one left. Yeah. Fucking idiots stocking up. We've got stacks of the shit at their house for no reason. Yeah. And here I'm going to be wiping my ass with my bare hands yeah, tonight. Yeah, i steal some from work. Oh, I went I today, right, in the cubicle. I looked at the rolls. We had a stack of them. I was like, do I do this? <laughs> You're going to come in tomorrow wearing hammer pants. <laughs> Just Jimbo's <saying>. beanie. <laughs> Just stacked with dunny rolls. Yeah, well, motherfuckers. What is, people, calm down. Yeah. Just calm down. Yeah. Stop. Blithering fools. <laughs> And of course, like... It's a flu. Like, I go to my nan's, oh, that virus is going to get everyone. I'm like, nan, stop watching the fucking news. Like, yeah. two months ago, you were saying it was going to be World War Three with yeah. Korea and America. I was really, like, <laughs> the death rate of pe- of healthy people under 50 is like 0.2% or something. It, it, it's it's no worse than the flu in, in terms... Like, the people that are dying are sick and elderly. Yeah. It'll be okay. Like, the, the one... um and, and I don't mean to make light of this, but the, the, the death in Australia was a 78-year-old man in Western Australia. Incredibly sad, and his wife's also sick. It's also incredibly sad, but you can die just from being seventy-eight. So everyone else is stocking up on toilet paper. <laughs> I'm going to have to stock up on modium just to make sure I don't shit for the next <laughs> six weeks. It's just like what the fuck. Let's go back to the episode. From this day forward, your names will be. What was your new name for this week? Or what is the patrons? What are they contributing? Uh, actually, the oh geez, the patrons were off the charts. Can I say week. one in case it got stolen? Please. Uh, time to make a Mensa. Yeah, good. there were a lot of Was Mensa there? puns, okay. even mine, the Mensa and the Masters of Springfield. <laughs> um, but and, and Patreon as well. There's there's a lot of of Mensa ones of Lisa and Mensa from Sean Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few donut shaped universe ones. Does that happen in the last two minutes? Yes, that's because yeah, okay. he says uh, Homer, your theory of a donut shaped universe ah, intrigues me. I gotcha. Yeah. The smartest girl in the donut shaped universe from Harry Leach. Neil Parks, I actually enjoyed this and a little plug for Yardley Smith's podcast, Small Town Clever Dicks. Yeah. What's the uh, podcast name? Small Town Dicks. Small Town Dicks, okay. Yeah, true crime podcast. Giroid, uh, Harry Hill. I'm going to miss saying that name out loud week in, week out. Uh, Life in the Fast Brain. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the Geek Shall Inherit the Earth, also from Giroid. Talia Enriquez with Common Sense and Insensibility. <laughs> Jennifer McKay. Get smart, stupid. Any CDOS run references in there? Uh, I didn't see any, no. Uh, Kieran Love with Bad Traditional Santa. Uh, well done, patrons. Andrew Parker. Oh, an alternative title. Oh, that's a really useful idea. <laughs> if you want to contribute to the patron uh, new name segment, it's going to be a $2 plus patron, patreon.com slash four-finger discount. Now, Mitchell, it is time for the second last rendition of your trivia. Next question. You there, eating the paste. What do you got for me? 
Uh, well, have you seriously not got trivia questions? No, again? I do. Okay. I do. Relax. Um, <laughs> I took just, like a deep breath. I'm like, oh my god! I panicked for a second because I thought you were going to say the second last rendition of the Patreon mailbag theme. I was like, you're not getting rid of the yeah. theme. <laughs> the theme is my legacy. Mm. What was Homer's fever? His fever. Yeah, he's singing a song. He has a fever. I have no idea. Uh, Four fifty-three. Four fifty-three. Okay. What is the prize actually for winning the gross out contest? Oh, it was a trip to. Nobody said Hawaii. Ah, uh, uh, somewhere in Connecticut. Just Connecticut. Okay, uh, I, th- I thought I'd, there was a town. I'm sure well, it says I've town. Just, I've just got Connecticut. Okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Um, who was the one to a million ratio named after? Oh, Dennis. Yes. Miller. Yeah. Yes. Dennis Miller. In my head, I hear Dennis Hopper. Like, it's not Dennis Hopper. It's not Dennis Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> Only one in a million people find that funny. Yes, we call that the Dennis Miller ratio. Um, what is the score that Homer is given? I think I just... Sorry, I just did comic book guy's voice. I think it was Frinky Act that said it. My apologies. That's fine. The score that Homer was given? So either, Seven. No. no. So he was given... Two. The, the same number three times. Oh. No, well, I... Three fours. Oh, okay. Fours! Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what was the number on Homer's fire hat? In his boudoir shoot. 12? 1. 1. And finally for me, what is Stephen Hawking's IQ? It is... Sure. Big deal. My IQ is 250... 80. 280. Yeah. Ooh, that's high. Which is not right. Have you ever done... No. Uh, have you ever <laughs> done an IQ test? Last time I did one, I got 137. Yeah, right. No, no. 127. 127. Solid. You ever done a real one? <laughs> that, was, that was when it was at uni. Oh, okay. That's been a good 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Well, like, what's the average? Well, 100. Like the, the whole, well, 100 is the average. I'm pretty sure 100 is the average. Because like, the whole point of it's on a bell curve. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm positive that 100 is supposed to be like 50%. The 50th percentile of the population is 100. But it doesn't mean that you're smart. It just means that you're good at solving those puzzles. It means that you're good at IQ tests. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think mine was uh, ballpark similar, 130 or something. Yeah. Um, high 120s, 130. Uh it does mean that you're smarter when you're like a 17-year-old and you do it for the first time. And you're like, quick, organize a room of nine people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the smartest. It's the patron mailbag time. Patron mailbag. Patron mailbag is brought to you by our $20 patrons. Jordan Ritchie, David Harrington, Christopher Darby, and David Nayer. Shout-outs to our new $5-plus patrons, Tim Whiffen and Harry Leach. And thank you to... Tim Whiffen. Yeah, Whiffen. W-I-F-F-I-N. Ian. Ian. I believe. With N. Kind of sounds like... Um, you know you're a patron when you get... Uh, uh, it sounds like it is. sounds like an insult <laughs> for... Get a, a whiffing of this. You know, well, for a baseball player who's on a bad streak. He's really whiffing out there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Andy for upgrading to being an $8 patron. Thank you so much, guys. Now, first question for the patron mailway comes from Mr. Neil Parks, who contributed to the patron new name segment as well this week. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done to win a prize slash money? Ooh. I once once at a um a trivia night stood up and did a rendition of Barbie Girl in order to get our team ten bonus points. Oh dear. Yeah, the dance and all. Oh, I didn't know there just, was a dance. Or just just dance. You just, you yeah, just yeah. did a dance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's pretty impressive. Um We won that night. I don't know whether it was because of that. Did you get the points? Because, yeah, we won. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sweet. Uh well similarly, I didn't actually get the points, but I did Oh, what was the song? Don't remember, but I danced very, very sultrily with the regional executive, um, male regional executive manager. It was, 
I don't want to say it, it wasn't the divinals of it. It was something, something similar. A lap dance was involved. No points were given. Touch myself. It, it wasn't that, but it was like that. Okay. Yeah. I know one time Nicola, she was at, she used to be an accountant. She was at some sort of big deal where they all go and, you know, just so uh, network and whatnot. Mm. And she was like one or two people that came with her boss. And it was pretty much a case of just sit here, be quiet, just don't embarrass me kind mm. of thing. And I had a stand-up comedian. Nicola started laughing really loud. It got to the point where Nicola was on stage doing the splits. He invited her on stage. She was doing the splits. And it worked out that their their business got more more business because Nicola got up on stage and did splits and they want to deal with these kind of people because they're down to earth and fun. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes it pays to be loud and obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just remember one other thing. I was um, When I was a kid, I foolishly entered myself into like a karaoke contest. Yeah. Um, and wanted to do American Pie because it was one of the only songs that I knew the lyrics to. It was the Madonna version, but I insisted oh. on singing the Don McLean version. So I did the last two, like three minutes without music. Because <laughs> and nothing else matched. How was, I can't hear her version in my head. I can't remember how it went. No, I never knew it. <laughs> I just knew that they were trying to hurry me up. Yeah. I was like, this isn't happening. <laughs> Harry Leach says, who's a new patron, says, if you could introduce one strange new law, hmm, no matter how unpopular it mm. would be, what would it be? Oh, I like the fact that it can be unpopular. Um, How about you? You have to introduce yourself to five new people every day. How would you measure that? There's some way of tracking that where they can track okay. whether you do it or not. Mm. Yeah, that way you're meeting new people. You might make new friends, and it just means that you're creating a sense of community because eventually you're probably going to know everybody in town. Because mm. then it gets to the point where you have to try and find people that you've never met before. <laughs> yeah, that oh, yeah that. <laughs> That would be a tough thing. Like, yeah. that's almost like a work for the doll scheme yeah. where eventually you've applied for every job. <laughs> you drive to Melbourne to meet five people. Yeah. Um, I would like to say that if you exceed a ratio of three toilet paper rolls per person in your house, you are legally obligated to let strangers come in and use your toilet. Yeah, that's good. That's a good rule, particularly now. Yeah, yeah. It's a short term rule. Are you, a, come in. are you a roll user? Like, how much do you use a lot of toilet paper? Because some people just go to town. Well, Nicholas got a friend. I won't name their name, but you know when they've been here because they go through <laughs> legit two thirds of a roll every time they go to the oh, toilet. Oh man, how does yeah. that happen? I don't know. No, I'd like to. I, I mean, I try to be as minimalist as possible, but I mean, some jobs require more than others. Mm. But I, I think it's like a two to three squares per visit down there, and then you know you reassess as you go along. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm sometimes not, it gets towards the end, you use one, and you regret it straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously not stopping. You know, I, I, the count of toilet paper is not what dictates when I decide it's time to leave the room. <laughs> I'm not going to go, uh-oh, I've reached my quota. Oh, well, it's everyone else's problem now. <laughs> and you want to wear a white suit that day? <laughs> no. Henrik Winterland says, are you a pie or a quiche guy? Oh, uh, pie. Depends on the pie. I mean, it's not to say that I don't like a quiche, but I think I, I am much more likely... I, I, I could name more varieties of pie that I'm going to be willing to sit down and eat than I could quiche. Do you remember Beaumont pies? Oh, do I ever? The original Beaumont around pies? these pies now, but Beaumont's... They're, they're not the same. They're not the same. No, Beaumont's... Oh, my God. What a flaky pastry what? that was. And and you'll never be able to explain to like to our kids and like the generation. They, no. They'll never it, get it. It was this weird mix of... It was like soft and yielding, but it still was firm. Yeah. It's not like a Fawn 20 pie has always been like this hard it's case really of hard. pastry. Yep. Whereas Beaumont's would like mold so to your soft. hand. Yeah. yeah. Like every pie became it, you had a symbiotic relationship with it as you were eating it <laughs> just consumed you yeah, yeah. as you consumed as, as it as you consumed it it was beautiful 
there's nothing better than going to the footy when I was a kid and having the, that Beaumont pie. And I feel like they, Routley's like bought them out and then thought, right, we'll take the recipe away and then bring it back oh, a few years later. Outrage. And they, they did that. But it's like they, they lost the recipe and went, fuck, let's, tr- let's try and make <laughs> the closest thing to Beaumont pies and say it's the original. They'll forget. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't forget. Now, apologies. I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. Oh. So it's C-I-A-N. C-I-A-N. Oh, Cian, I would imagine. Cian, Cian, Suglasson. Apologies. <laughs> what would be your questionnaire or task required to complete to enter your secret society? Oh, okay. Um, well, I like the idea of bringing a dessert, but that's already been taken, yeah. obviously. Um, task to complete. It's got to be something that can be done quickly. No, 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 no. So you're talking like university, frat house kind of thing. But well, if it's a secret society, I don't want it to be done quick. I don't want just anyone coming into my secret society. Okay. I don't want it to just be a secret knock that gets passed around the town and then suddenly everyone's in. Um, no, I would want you get 105% completion on Donkey Kong 64. Provide me with proof and you are in. Yeah, no cheating. Because mm. I think the password we can do that. Because so, you can do that with Crash Bandicoot, the original. You can put a, yeah. the super password and it gives you everything. Gotcha. No, I don't. Yeah. Well, I, if there was a cheat for Donkey Kong, I'm not aware of it. Yeah. Um, what would be a good questionnaire? Maybe for, for a Simpsons secret society. Uh, to know if, they're a real Simpsons fan or not. Well, yeah. If you wanted to do that, um, I, well, I was just thinking if it was like to get into my own group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, d- give me your top ten movie monologues from the Simpsons. No, no. I just, just. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah. But if it's Simpsons, um, maybe like name the four school bullies. It's simple, but not everyone can yeah, do it. Yep. Anyway, that'll do. Thank you guys for contributing to the patron mailbag for this week. Don't forget, this show is brought to you by Pop Culture. Uh, each month, we do a monthly draw where the winner, a patron out there, wins a $50 e gift card from Pop Culture, the world's number one online source for Simpsons officially licensed merchandise. Okay, so they saved Lisa's brain. Originally aired May 9th, 2020. Really? I wrote 2020. <laughs> <laughs> 1999. I don't know why I write 2020. Chopboard gag. No one wants to hear from my armpits and catch gaggers. The catch is sunk by an iceberg and only Maggie survives. I think the reason I wrote 2020, it's kind of like a couple of weeks ago when we did the Futurama podcast mm. and you said, I am Dando. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really listened to that the other day, actually, just to hear that little train crash of a note. I like a podcast that falls apart in the opening words. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get through the first sentence. <laughs> Something that is entirely like I, I have, I'm coming to the end. I've had time to reflect, but something that is entirely at odds with all the accusations of pretentiousness is how willing I am to break the show. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. I have no delusions of perfection or grandeur. In fact, I like it in the muck. Well, stuff's always better when shit's not going to plan. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing they they always try and taught me in radio was if something goes wrong. Just keep going and pretend it's not happening. Yeah, like, yeah. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. It's the best radio. Yeah. It's like that clip you showed me from um, uh, Tony Martin show where they had the electric helicopter. He oh, the hel- yeah. yeah. The electrocution. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Electrocuted live on air. Um, and the fact you can hear it. Yeah. The, uh, the I, I don't know if you've ever heard this clip. They played it on Triple M. Um, Neil Mitchell during the last election went out to a... So, Neil Mitchell's a, uh, mm-hmm. AM talkback type show yeah. for people that aren't in Australia or Victoria um, went out to a call so that obviously you're sitting on hold for however long while he's talking to other people it's like we'll go now to uh, John in Hopper's Crossing and it's just I think you might have mentioned this actually jo- Johnny there <laughs> <laughs> the guy had fallen asleep, asleep on, on hold, hold. <laughs> that's great it was a, 
like you could never plan anything as perfect as that moment. <laughs> Sums up their demographic. Though. Yeah. Kicks off with the family watching the stereotypical racist sitcom. I'm a re-exit the sharpie mm-hmm. mouth. We don't really have shows like that anymore. Not reason. anymore, no, yeah, and thank God. But it used to be, yeah, it's, it was always just the stereotypical sitcom. Mm. When do you reckon it died off? Early 2000s? Um, well, whoa. did it go that late? Like that kind of, the one that they're looking at right here? Where it's fat husband with a yeah. skinny wife. Well, fat husband, skinny wife rolled through until early 2000s slash late 90s. But like... Culturally insensitive sitcoms. I don't reckon they were still around. Yeah, maybe not at that time. Frame. Well, they, we didn't think they were. But it turns out that not that know, I remember anyway. You know, it turns out the Simpsons. <laughs> well, <laughs> making you know just homophobic jokes, fucking left, right, and center. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it wasn't wasn't the central conceit of no, the show. No, no, no. Um, they get the ad for the gross out contest. Uh, what's this a Sponsored by Grandma Plopwell or something. Oh, yeah, but just some random product that yeah. you've never heard of. Yeah, they get mentioned a few times. Plopwell, you've done it again. So, I, right. um, did, yeah, well, when we get to that contest, yeah. like, I was maybe this around the time that we were starting to wisen up to the, the concept of people marketing things as being low fat that were just fucking loaded with sugar. Sugar, yeah, or sweetener. Mm. It's like Pepsi Max and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have the, um, the yogurt and still has four out of five stars health wise. So it must be. Okay. What yogurt? The Pepsi yogurt. No. <laughs> the uh, Yo Play. Oh yeah. I think I think it says sugar free and fat free. Yep. But there must be some sort of sweetener because it's delicious. There'd be something. Yes. <laughs> There's some naturally occurring. Uh, but yeah, like I mean, yogurt really is one of those things though that if it's delicious, it's not as healthy as it no. could be. Um. So we've got the various people performing. You've got Bartman. Bring- or Bart bringing back Bartman. Mm-hmm. I like when he brings it back. Incredibly irresponsible from Bart, by the way. Oh, yeah. and, and not so much Bart, but everyone's throwing, throwing something at Bart. spark plugs. Yeah. Reminded me of uh, Lisa Mitchell. Not the story from last I week. I don't <laughs> think any person threw an edible item. No. Like, but would you, though? I'd throw, find a moldy sandwich or something. Yeah. Throw something that's still disgusting. Now let's get stupid with our first contestant, the human garbage disposal. Ladles and jelly spoons. I will now take going low to new heights. I will swallow anything, and I need anything you people throw. Please, no more spark plugs. Lisa, would you like a penny to throw at your brother? Unbelievable. We're rewarding people for acting like buffoons. Young lady, this may be the high point of Bart's life. Cut him some slack. Next up, Homer and his amazing Redenbacher dream coat with a number he calls Colonel Knowledge. I'm hot buttered. Check it and see. I got a fever of 453. I'm so very hot. Four. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Lisa, did anyone force you to come here today? You? Hmm. Well, no one's forcing you to stay. Okay, I'm leaving. Oh, you're not going anywhere, Missy. But it's me, Moe, wearing a sailor suit. Moe with a lolly. <laughs> it's so out of character. Ain't that worth nothing? It kind of reminded me here, the whole gross out thing. I guess this came around the same time as the jackass era. Mm. Where everything was like people doing gross out shit, putting it on the internet and getting millions of views out of mm-hmm. it. Apparently, they're making a new Jackass film. 
Really? Yeah. Surprised me. I thought they were all dead. Surely some of them would have to be. I think I'm pretty sure a couple of them are. Mm. Yeah. But they were big stars in the early 2000s. They were for a period. Yeah. I never got into that. I still haven't seen the movie. I've seen clips, obviously. Oh, there's three movies. I think it's impossible. Yeah, well, I, there probably is, but like I never saw any of them. It's just it's just a longer version of the episode of the TV show. Yeah. But they did stuff that you probably couldn't get away with on TV. Yeah, right. People eating their own shit and stuff. I don't get it. <laughs> so Two Girls, One Cup was just a Pretty copycat. Much. Yeah, 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 just a copycat. Yeah. yeah. Don't Google that, guys. Do not Google that. Wolfcastle announces himself as the winner, even though he's a judge. Uh, Riot breaks out because Lenny throws a urinal cake at Krusty. Is there anything more demeaning, getting hit in the head with a fucking urinal cake? Mm. Especially a used one. Nothing says here that this was used. but What's just got, sl- what's got slapped in the face with some salmon? Like so raw you, salmon. So you prefer to hit in the face with a urinal cake that's used than salmon. There's something something about the way that the, it was just urine, so, urinal cake. It was just so dismissively thrown at me, and I think because salmon is not an aggressive or disgusting item in and of itself, it's it's almost worse in a way. Like the urinal, someone throws a urinal cake at me, I'm going to assume that they're so angry that something else has snapped in their head. And the, the, the fact that it's a urinal cake, hey, it's disgusting, but that happens. You'd be okay with having someone else's urine on your face. For someone to think so little of you that they could very calmly get a non-angry, non-violent object and slap you in the face with it, that's, all, that, that's more demeaning to me. Okay. This riot pretty much sums up every Simpsons riot where you got the music, the car on fire for mm-hmm. no apparent reason at the all. The music was great. Yeah. I just, um, I, I, this actually was like, it just got nudged out of my top three, but for a period, this was in my favorite moments of the episode. Homer. We're like, not animals. We're not animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's great Fantastic visual. animation. <laughs> Lisa then writes the open letter to Springfield. An open letter to the people of Springfield. Today, our town lost what remained of its fragile civility. Drown in a sea of low-fat pudding. Look, I got runner-up prize. You won second place? No, but I got it. Stealing is wrong. Free boudoir photography. Sweet. <laughs> oh, right. We are a town of low brows, no brows, and ignorami. We have eight malls, but no symphony. 32 bars, but no alternative theater. 13 stores that begin with le sex. I write this letter not to nag or whine, but to prod. We can better ourselves. <laughs> well, most of us. With that open letter, actually, the uh, I mean, it's this is another part of why I kind of like this episode, that there's still some um, strong similarities to the world today, like with this is an episode that's pretty timeless, I think. It doesn't get dated in the line. We're rewarding people for acting like buffoons. It was very noticeable to me that that line aired while uh, um, Maths was being watched in another end of my house. She's still um, watching that. It's the first episode that Ash had watched of this season of Married at First Sight, so props to her. But she still watched that one. Yeah, but she made a lasagna, so I came home and I was like, oh, you, I thought that oh, spaghetti. You've awesome. come so far, but you've regressed in other ways. How um, how much better was the lasagna than yours? I didn't get to eat it. She actually made it for someone else. She was doing a nice thing for a friend. So she didn't. So she took it to the house. Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so she went. That's for my friend. You're not allowed to have any. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's pretty much how it worked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Yes, Lisa basically just wants the town to better themselves because she's just a embarrassed. Feel like B feels like she's left out. She just she feels I don't know what's what's the word like it's closing in. Like she feels like she's just consumed by this shit town. Yeah, and she wants to not get out, but she just wants the town to be better. Yeah, I think which is a a lot fair of, enough. Well, I think a lot of people have had this um, moment or this fantasy, and it's whatever their mental version of better is. When you see everyone in your town acting in the way that is not the way you want them to act, that you just think, Christ, I just wish I could sit down and give these people an honest talking to. <laughs> Did you feel this story was kind of... To me, it just felt a little bit regurgitated. How many times have we seen Lisa unhappy with how things are around her? Um, well, I mean, if you just wanted to look at that element that's just it, That's just her character, I guess, but they've gone to that well so many times. Yeah, but she's not lecturing in this case, though. She's reaching she, out and pleading well, for people to be better... Like it's not coming from a sense of, I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah, like I don't, I, I don't think it's right to eat meat, so you can't anymore. It's more a case of we can be better than this. And I, I feel like there's more optimism in her message than there has been in the past. Uh, Lisa's letter is now in the paper. That was quick. Small town paper. Yeah. Homer's sitting quietly. He'd rather sit there quietly than read it. That's amazing. <laughs> Homer. I'm sure somebody will have time, and I envy them. He can be a real dick sometimes. Flanders. Um, that that to me felt like a very real daddy daughter moment, though. Of just oh, fuck off, eight year old. <laughs> I don't have time. Well, I don't have the energy. Um, she's coming across all the different townspeople. None of them are actually reading it. Flanders doesn't want to be told what to think by the living. Yeah, which is <laughs> good. Wiggum's using the paper as toilet roll and trainee's dog and Ralph mm. and Reverend Lovejoy. Nice little reveal here. It's a book burning book mobile. Book burning mobile. That was very funny. That was going to be one of my questions. The only thing was, it Jane, was it Jane Austen? Jane Austen, yeah. yeah. The only problem about the book burning mobile is that that was one joke that I remembered as soon as I saw him in the truck. Yeah. Um, no, I, I wished I could have relived that for the first time. Yeah. Um, Lisa then receives a secret invite to a meeting. Make, make sure you bring dessert. Lisa Simpson, are you ready to go on a voyage of intellectual self-discovery? I think so. Is that a pie or a quiche? A pie. You may enter. Welcome to Mensa, Lisa. It's the organization for people with high IQs. I know that. It's also a constellation visible only from the southern hemisphere. She's good. She's very good. <laughs> and she brought a cream pie. If she hadn't brought a quiche, she wouldn't mean in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And rightly so. Who brings a quiche? Is this the first time we get Lindsay Nagel by name? Oh. Because she's appeared a few times, it's but I don't too, think she's ever named too, herself. Too finicky a trivia question for me. Okay. Two weeks ago, I'm slowly purging all of my Simpsons knowledge. Um, opening my brain up to... like, I'm pretty sure I'll have the periodic table memorized by atomic weight. Within one week of the show ending, it's just all of the other stuff that my brain. Can... All the important things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lisa just she's happy to finally feel like she's fitting in. Um, Homer then secretly calls for the photo session. You're right. We'll, we'll get to it in a few moments. But I love how he pulls in the blind just to make the phone call. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. You know, actually, it just reminded me that what that's like, Homer putting the uh, blinds down, is mm. like when you're a teenager calling a girl for the first time, and even if you're in the house alone. You'll go close the You'll door. go to your bedroom. And close the door. <laughs> and close the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do that now, and your wife immediately goes, what is he up Yeah, to? rightly so, because yeah. you're calling another woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only reason a man closes the door before a phone call. 
yeah, so if, you, if you're actually calling another woman, male listeners or female listeners, if you're calling somebody else... Do it in the open. Should, just do it in the open. Put, yeah. put your phone on speaker. Just be then confident. Then they know there's it. nothing <laughs> to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jessica, six o'clock tomorrow. Who was that? That was Jessica. Six o'clock. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> we get the Dennis Miller gag, the little jab there, one in a million. Um, Lisa tries to tell Homer about how happy she is, but he's just not interested at all. I think he just likes to talk during the commercial break. Once the show starts again. Then we get the first photo shoot. Um, she whacks some Vaseline on the camera. The, um, sorry, the, the talking during commercial break. When it first became available to be a paused live TV, yeah, absolute godsend. Yeah, there was. was nothing worse than a conversation that ran longer than the oh, break. Exactly right. Bart tries to enter whilst Homer's having... This, I love he stops it with his head, the door. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Bart runs off, comes through the window. The look on Bart's face outside the window. Yeah. And, then the and re- you know what's really great about that? The fact that they cut to the external shot as well to show you how much how how perilous he actually is and how difficult it would have been for him to get in that position yes. quickly <laughs> makes that joke so much better. And the fact that Millhouse just appears from nowhere. Seconds later. Oh my god. Just with the face tilted. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> so good. It's amazing. Could you imagine like being Bart in that moment? Yeah. Could you imagine Seeing catching dad. your dad mid sexy shoot? Random woman. Look behind the camera, be like, what, "What's she doing with my dad?" Yeah, well, even that, like, I could, I could let go of the photography side, but just your dad in like suspenders, your dad in suspenders <laughs> and underwear, giving these ones to the camera. <laughs> I don't want to imagine. You could it. not recover from it. Oh man, uh, the men then go to, uh, group and then go to the park. What are they actually called? Uh, just the High Intelligence Society, something along something those lines. Like that. Yeah. They go to the park and they've rented the, the gazebo number seven, but mm-hmm. it's been taken over by just drunken yahoos, just the barflies. Um, this is where we get the she-males reference. Yeah. Now, uh, this was written in about one thing. I mean, we've, we've had a, we've been critical of some of the homophobic jokes and that sort of thing throughout. I do feel like in this instance, I mean, I don't think they're being, it doesn't come across as mean-spirited. I sort of joke at their expense. I, and but I it just seems the like the feeling. That, but in saying that, though, the only reason they would say that is because they would have probably thought the term she males was funny to say. Yeah, probably. There's that. It's like, it, it, at the very least, it's a little bit problematic. Um, it's the only. Well, why else would you say it? Yeah. The only thing that I would say is, and again, particularly 1999, is maybe not being aware that that's an offensive term. As, you know, it was a word that we got pulled up on where um, I think you had said it um, I don't know, a year ago or whenever it was and it was actually really enlightening to get that message going hey yeah not cool to use that word because we just had absolutely no idea so part of me sympathized I was like maybe back the, particularly in 1999 there was less out there but then the other part of me was like mm, but if I was what writing a nationally syndicated show I'd probably double check before using a word yeah yeah or I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you think that it might offend some people, just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a chance in your brain where it's like, wait, this might offend somebody, just don't say it. If, well, <laughs> well, if it might offend somebody and it has a point, that's one thing. If it might offend somebody and there's no, per- it's not serving any greater purpose, then yeah, lose it. Except to make the writer's room laugh. Yeah. But like, I, I, I mean... There are th- there are times where comedy can be offensive and still serve a point, and it's okay. I've got no I've got no issue with offensive comedy, as long as there is, like, if it's offensive just for the sake of being offensive, then 
then no, you can probably come up with something better with your time. Wiggum is absolutely no help at all. He joins in with the Yahoos. Um, Lisa say, says, let's stand up. And they go see Quimby and he immediately bails. The jig is up, Quimby. Oh, God. When you see what's in this report, things are going to change in this town. I earned that lot of money. I swear. Are you moron? Well, that was unexpected. What's going on? Where's the mayor? He skipped town. Really? So who's in charge? Well, that's a good question. Let's uh, take a quick look at the town charter. Done. 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 Finished. According to the charter. Should the mayor abdicate, the council of learned citizens may rule in his stead. Well, there's no one more learned than us. So I guess <laughs> we're in charge. What? Let me see that. See here. We the people, cool and unusual, blah, blah, blah. Ritual circumcision, yuck, yuck, yuck. Ah, jeez, I'll take your word for it. I guess you are in charge. Yeah. With our superior intellects, we could rebuild this city on a foundation of reason and enlightenment. We could turn Springfield into a utopia. A new Athens. Or Walden, too. Yeah, a real candy land. Of the mind, the mind. I'll just go now. Bunch of darks. This here, to me, just seems like such a convenient story. The town charter just puts them in charge. <laughs> How many times have they gone to the town charter? To the town charter. <laughs> it's just, we can't think of a reason to, for this to make sense. The town charter. Yeah. <laughs> Says that the most intelligent people are now put in charge. So now they're called the Bright Pack. Um, we get the news report at Town Hall. Um, they're doing certain things like jury duty, making it more exciting with the superhero stuff. I like Brockman here with that. Oh, I've heard it all before. You can't fool a jaded news reporter. No, we really mean it. <gasps> you do? Yeah. I just like to laugh at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the yellow traffic lights make people go faster and the... Not a bad idea. I don't know. On the surface. As soon as you dig, it falls yeah, apart. But <laughs> at, at that instant, I love the like Lenny... Go, 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 go. Yeah. It's actually a really sad line. Oh, if only I had somewhere to be. Yeah. Uh, then we get the dog track, which are now using the university degrees. Yeah, the diplomas. Yes. With orchestral music. We get Homer's actual photo shoot. Now, this song, I'm Too Sexy, can make anyone feel sexy, right? Well... When that song comes on... Everyone in the room feels like they're the sexiest person in the room. It just captivates you. <laughs> you suspend your disbelief. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> trying to th- I was like, trying, to, trying like, to find a flaw like in the logic. There like, is none. If you walked into work wearing what you're wearing and that song, I'm too sexy for my shirt, come oh, on. I demand that it does. <laughs> okay, next item of business is our weekly progress report. Principal Skinner, how's your transportation project coming? Oh, excellent. Not only are the trains now running on time, they're running on metric time. Remember this moment, people. 80 past 2 on April 47th. It's the dawn of an enlightened Springfield. Excellent. Now, next week is our State of the City address. Has everyone finalized their proposals? Well, first of all, I have a plan to eliminate obesity in females. Oh, please. For a nickel a person tax increase, we could build a theater for shadow puppets. Balinese or Thai? Why not both? Then everybody's happy. Oh, yeah. Everyone's real happy then. Do I detect a note of sarcasm? Are you kidding me? This baby is off the charts. Why? Oh, a sarcasm detector. Well, that's a really useful invention. Oh, oh, I want to eliminate obesity in women. From comic book guy. 
fits the character. Mm. But God, that's a cringeworthy line. Yeah. I actually missed that line, but yes, that's... Yes. Yeah. Not not good at all. And they all just start fighting and bickering. But yeah, the eliminating obesity in females. Dangerous territory. Uh, Homer gives Marge the photos. Marge, oh Marge. I've got something for you. Oh, homie. Houston, we have a problem. A sexy problem. Homie? Well, look at you. I'm gonna maul you. Oh, I've never seen the side of you, but I like it. Mm. Mm. Whoa, whoa, look at those silk pillows. It's like the set of some high-class porno film. <laughs> no, no, it's just their basement. Mm. Hold on, what? That's our basement? Yeah, so come on, more kissing. It looks so elegant. And all it takes are some lace curtains and a beaded lampshade. You've got to show me exactly what you did. But I was going to score. No, you weren't. I love this here. It looks like a porno set in the basement reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Homer thought he was going to score, but no, you weren't. It's just so brutally honest from Marge. Mm. I loved it. I just thought it was one of my favorite moments. I loved it. Um, they're now giving the speech, the bright pack, to give out all the new rules to the town. And they just all have their own agenda. And it all goes to shit pretty quickly, doesn't it? Yep. Got nothing? Well, well, we already spoke about it. <laughs> nothing else to add. <laughs> when did you? When did your thing, your feed stop? When Stephen Hawking Stephen arrived? Hawking had arrived and yeah. he'd started to talk. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he started to speak. Yeah. It's actually pretty incredible how his device worked using the muscles in his mouth mm. for the, to activate the computer. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he actually, like, was it actually Stephen Hawking in the episode? Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, okay. it was, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, mean, was, I feel like he couldn't make fun of him. Like, that's someone you don't make fun of. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's you either true. get him on or you don't. Or you don't him. do it. Yeah, yeah. Another riot breaks out. Hawking saves Lisa. Suddenly, the Simpsons family aren't rioting anymore. But Homer invites Stephen Hawking down to Moe's. I like the idea that Stephen Hawking's just up for a beer. Oh, Doctor Hawking, we had such a beautiful dream. What went wrong? Don't feel bad, Lisa. Sometimes the smartest of us can be the most childish. Even you? No, not me. Never. I guess everyone has a different vision for the perfect world. Wow, Mom, that's very profound. Hey, you read that off my screen. Who's up for some beers? I am. That's the smartest thing I've heard all day. Your theory of a donut-shaped universe is intriguing, Homer. I may have to steal it. Wow, I can't believe someone I never heard of is hanging out with a guy like me. All right, it's closing time. Who's paying the tab? I am. I didn't say that. Yes, I did. So, so yep, as we said, it's fine. Um, it's got its moments. The story, I find at the moment, a lot of episodes don't get wrapped up. Like, we don't... Yeah, that's true, actually. Like, there's no resolution. There's no resolution to this at all. It's just, what, what did Quimby come back? Mm. Are they no longer in charge anymore? What, yeah. ha- what happened? A lot of the stories are basically just first and second acts. Yeah, and they just sort of... It's like they'd write a story and then run out of time and go, ah, the, the viewer would just fill in the gaps. Or it's just, well, by now they know that it resets, so it doesn't matter. But it does, though. That's the thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter to them. It's lazy story writing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. How are we going to wrap this up? <laughs> Who cares? They can do it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Scully says we can go home at six. <laughs> that's true, yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode? That I'm not the smartest man in the room. You're this room, but not that room. I learned never bring a... Quiche to a party. Never. I was going to say, like, never bring a quiche to a pie fight. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that. Or would that be just so crazy that people wouldn't fuck with you? Yeah, it's not fucking brought a quiche. <laughs> it's got baked pieces in it. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Ow, man. <laughs> Actually, yeah, like quiche versus meringue. What's going to win? Like what's going to do the most damage being thrown at someone's face? Oh, quiche. Yeah, okay. Meringue's just too soft. Yeah, but the outer bits are pointy. If you like char mm. them up a little bit. It's also delicious. Oh, is it ever? <laughs> just imagine meringue all over. Imagine being baked into a meringue and having to eat your way out. Be the oh, most fun Sunday. It's like having a gravy bath. <laughs> <laughs> I would want to do it. A gravy bath. And instead of yellow ducks, it's just little Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, that would be <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I just pictured my dogs, how fucking excited they would be oh God, if I opened the bathroom and there was a bathtub full of gravy. How many Gravox boxes would it require to fill a bathtub? Oh, there's a question. There's listeners. a question to find out. <laughs> I'm just starting into the uh, the mailbag. It's um, something that I would... I've always had this fantasy because I have Labradors and they love food so much that if it wouldn't kill them, I would love to just fill like a... Chocolate? A, no, well, you know the clam swimming pools? I would love to <laughs> fill one of those with their kibble and just let them go nuts. Just, do, do your dogs get to the point where they don't know when to stop? Like, do they just keep going? I've never let them get that far, but no, they've never walked away from food. Okay. And will be licking their bowl. Like the, the food will be gone and five minutes later they're licking the bowl just to get the remnants of flavour. Jet, Jet does that. I'm like, Jet, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, like, licks it against the wall and yeah. stuff. Like, it's so annoying. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh. Here we go. First question from Kevin Flood. Starts off subject There's line. There's a flood! First qu- subject line. Please, Mitch. Just please, Mitch, go. No, really? it says thanks for the call. Good Kevin. Lord. <laughs> I don't like it when you're in charge of the mailbag. <laughs> Kevin here, emailing from Dublin. He says, I've been listening for a number of years now and have immensely enjoyed the podcast. I started about season five or six mm-hmm. and decided to listen from the very beginning to really get the full experience of the show. This started in October 2018 and I caught up about a month ago. I grew very used to hearing you two in my ear during my mornings and evening commute, so much so that I kind of miss it. I've kind I've cut the commute down from two hours and thirty minutes. That's a big commute. That's a long commute. Holy Christmas. To a fifteen minute walk. It's a big difference. <laughs> How have you done this? <laughs> I must have moved. <laughs> Turns out you're just catching four bus lines yeah. that didn't need to catch. Yeah. <laughs> Been doing it for years. Yeah. And then one day you looked at Google Maps. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Is there a question here? In terms of a question. Having reviewed the show for so long and really analysed it, what has been your biggest surprise to date? The homophobic slurs for me. Mm. Yep, that'd be right uh, up there. Is there an episode you loved as a kid that you now can't stand? Is there a character that you that annoyed you that you now really resonate with? Well, it's Lisa, the obvious one. Mm-hmm. It's cliche, but my mates and I would feel Frank Grimes was one that kids very view completely different to adults. Yep, I've essentially become grimy and I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, so I think if there's one thing that has stood out to me the most, it's just been the way it's more so Homer than Bart, but it does happen with Bart a little bit, but how wildly inconsistent the characterization of Homer can be from one episode to another. Mm-hmm. And for a main character, I cannot think of any other show that gets away with having, it's not like, like you know, he's got eight or nine different sides, but how often an episode will focus only on two and, and throw away all of the others? Like, I compare that to a Randy in South Park or something like that, and, you know, they, they don't do that. Randy will always be Randy, but Homer is is often 
one of four or five different versions of Homer. And it really does surprise me fundamentally that they would do that. It's because we can see parts of ourselves in Homer. Yeah, 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 look, it could be. Which is why we just... accept him more than what we would other characters. Like Randy Marsh, it's so fucking absurd. Oh, there's parts of me and Randy Marsh. Oh, there's parts of Randy Marsh. Playing everybody. guitar yeah. hero in your underpants at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's, there's parts of everyone in that. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that. I think that um, for the linchpin of the show to be occasionally vastly different. Well, from he's whatever, the, whatever the story needs him to be. Mm. And it happens more so in the later years. Mm. Yeah, it does. It was very grounded earlier on. But yeah, episodes that I liked as a kid and didn't like when I was older. Mother Simpson. I really liked the ending. Mm. But as a whole, the episode didn't do much for me. Yeah, so that's probably not so much liked as a kid, but your memories of it. Yeah. Because you only remember the bit that you really yeah. liked that you then go, oh, the rest of it is just okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't have anything that I've completely turned off, um, but there were a few episodes along the way where you, you'd look at it and go, oh, analytically, it's just not that good. It's episodes that I like more. Lisa's Wedding was one. Mm. I fucking love that one now. As a kid, I never really... It was fine, but yep. I really enjoyed that now. Yeah, that was a really Just nice that, episode. that daddy-daughter relationship going, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, we speak about them, so it's hard to remember off the top of my head, but there have definitely been some episodes like that as well where I, I get a lot more out of it on, you know, on a reviewing. Maybe the Marge-Homer marriage stories more yeah. relatable now because yeah. we're both married. Well, any of those scenes. Yeah. yeah. But thank you, Kevin Flood, for that email. Catherine Barber now says here, Tinder bio suggestion. Oh, look out. Hi, boys. Married, Catherine. Just listened to season three of Radio Bart. We must have talked about Tinder. Okay. You suggested Tinder bios. Okay. Oh, well, there we are. (laughs) For a Tinder fan, surely this month's quote would have to be lousy, smart weather. Have a great weekend. Thank you for the email, Catherine Barber. Thank you. Um, Does that work? Does commenting on the weather work? I don't know. I've never even seen Tinder, let alone... (laughs) Written something on there. Gotcha. Have you downloaded the app before and used it? Never in my life. I've No, I mean it came post marriage for both of us. I know you swipe, but that's it. <laughs> I just don't know whether I could bring myself to do it. Maybe it's just the way you do things now, but back in our day we used to go out and meet people. Well, I met Ash on Facebook, so I can't remember. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I thought you met her at the Eureka. That was the first time we met in person, but I'd been talking to her on Facebook for several months before that. You Facebook stalked her? No, she's um Facebook stalked me. Wow. Yeah. How'd that happen? I mean, it's not a very exciting story. I was, <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> my housemate was dating someone that she knew. So it was just, it was oh, okay. Yeah, you know, some mutual friends. So she saw my name appearing on a few things, thought, hey, that guy's hilarious. I'm going to randomly add him. Now, here's one for your ego. Are you ready? Are you ready? This is from Dominic Butcher. Mm-hmm. He says, I just want to say how sad I am oh. that Mitch is leaving the podcast. Mm. Haha, uh-huh, just kidding. Oh, Dominic. No, he says, you guys are the Donald, the, the Sir Donald Bradman of Simpsons podcast. You were about to say the Donald Trump of podcasts. Yeah, I know. I was like, whoa, whoa, no, storm stop, out stop, of stop, here. stop, 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 yeah. Um, might Mitch make the odd cameo in the future? Yes, we've mentioned yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Particularly two, for a butcher. Yeah. My other two questions are as follows. What are your favorite, least favorite British accents? Is Peaky Blinders popular down under... Oh, that's two different questions. Okay. okay. So, what are your favorite, least favorite British accents? Well, it actually leans into, and it's not a British accent; it's an Irish accent. But Sam Neill's in *Peaky Blinders* is fantastic. Yeah. Um, he's just so, so chewing the scenery. It's just. Have you ever watched it? No. I haven't. Oh man, it's, um, it's been a little while since I've seen it, so I don't know if I would have this in my ear. But it's. 
I'm going to make sure that Thomas... Sh- no, no, it's gone. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was never there. No, it was miles away. Sorry. Um, anyway, Sam Neill is very good. Uh, to, and and likewise, Tom Hardy in Peaky Blinders is also um, pretty amazing. Uh, as for a... I mean, favorite, favorite. It's hard to go past John Cleese or Stephen Fry for just voices to have in your and, head. And you, like, just Cleese saying anything's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, apart from all the racist shit that... Um, is he really? Is he racist? Him? I don't know. I think he's... You've just called John Cleese a racist. I think he's... Um, <laughs> no proof. Not, no, no, no. I'm, I'm fairly sure that John Cleese has become like the grandfather that you're concerned about on Twitter. Oh. I, I, I think he's gone down that path. Sharing links for YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> John Cleese criticised for saying London is no longer an English city. 2019. So there you go. <laughs> Make of that what you will. Alrighty, well that'll wrap up the mailbag for this week. Thank you guys. Oh, what for was the Peaky Blinders question? Oh, is it popular oh, down under? Yes, pop- it is. And do, yeah, I thought that's what you were explaining. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, well, what is Peaky Blinders? Just quickly for people. Uh, who so it's set in like the early 1900s around a crime family on the up in England. Um, an amazing cast. So Tom Hardy is in it. Um, yeah. Is Sam Neill. Killian Murphy, Sam Neill. Um, oh, who else? There's another big name that comes in there, I think, in season three or four. Um, but really, really great cast. Good writing. Um, use of Nick Cave's red right hand liberally throughout. So as that, good as um, Dumb and Dumber? Nothing is as good as the use of that song <laughs> in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> An old lady Little on old a, lady. Motor- <laughs> a motorized cart. <laughs> Didn't the fact that even you see it. The, Come the fucking giant hat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't last, you go dying, Ami. That's the last of our money. So <laughs> only get the bare essentials. What does he say to her? He's like, you know, they say old people are useless. Or yeah, something along those lines. Huh. You know, it's true. Old people, although irritating and slow behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on yeah. me. You know what I love the most is that What's all that? of the copies of all of the copies of Rhode Island Slut are also gone. Like the little old lady has bought. <laughs> All of the porno <laughs> that he was trying to buy. Uh, next week, we're going to be uh, reviewing the final episode of season 10. We've got through it, Mitch. It is 30 minutes over Tokyo. Another mm. Simpsons go-to episode, which a lot of people seem to enjoy. This is the one I remember like... Um, so, I vaguely remember something about robots and... I remember the Nafer girls in a Gatsukam house. Uh, no, I don't remember that. Um, I remember epileptic, epileptic fits on the TV show. Yeah. And, a t- and like mystical toilets. What about the game show at the end? Vaguely. Ooh, you're in for a treat then. Okay. The game show plays a big role at the end. Hmm. Anyway. Alrighty, guys. Thank you once again for listening. Don't forget, if you want access to a bunch of exclusive content, patreon.com slash four-finger discount helps support the show and keeps the show going. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Always pie, never quiche. Shh.